0: Welcome to HR Latte, your connection to all things HR. Today's great HR department is foundational for today's successful business. Listen in as host Rayanne Thorne gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources. And now for your next cup of talent management, whipped to perfection. Hello, everybody, and welcome to HR Latte. This is Rayanne Thorne. Very happy to be with you today and excited to introduce Melissa Dobbins, who's the CEO and founder of Career.place. Hey, Melissa, thanks for joining me today. Hello.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: It is such a pleasure to meet you, to speak with you, to learn more about your company, to learn more about the issues that Careerplace is trying to solve for recruiters, but more importantly, the problems that you're trying to solve for job seekers for candidates for applicants for folks that are trying to get past those first tenuous areas of job search. So let's kick it off and have you tell me a little bit about yourself and then let's talk about
1: career place. Absolutely. So I'm a career technologist. I've been in technology for more years than I'd like to admit. And <laughs> you know, one of the things that I've experienced from both sides both as an employer and a hiring manager and an executive, and then as an applicant, is a lot of bias and a lot of frustration in the technology area of bringing in the right people and evaluating them for the right reasons. And I'm one of those personalities where after a while, understanding the problem is not enough. And I wanted to be part of the solution. And that's why I created career Place.
0: So tell me, what does career dot place do specifically to solve this issue of bias?
1: So career dot place is a different way of evaluating candidates. We've done something somewhat radical because our mission is to make sure that everybody, independent of age or gender or ethnicity or educational pedigree or any other number of biases, is evaluated fairly and consistently. The way we did it was introducing this concept of anonymity. So when you go through a career.place evaluation process for a job, as a candidate, you're doing it anonymously. And it's not just hiding the name or hiding some background information in your resume. We actually don't start with a resume at all. What we do is we start with the needs and the requirements of the job, and all candidates get asked the same questions in the same order without any of their background being exposed. So, it effectively levels the playing field for candidates and gives a very objective comparison for the employers. So, I'm
0: interested. I know that this is an issue today. We have the Me Too movement, we have Rise Up, we have diversity and inclusion becoming more and more important, and executive leadership roles that cover diversity and inclusion. We have focused content and efforts to solve this issue you have come at this as a woman technology founder you've been a technologist for many years was there a point in your career where you thought i'm really struggling with this how come this is a problem did you have a bad hiring experience what made you think i need to solve this problem
1: well i've had in my career both amazing teams and amazing companies that have done incredible things. And I've also experienced what happens when you do not have the concept of diversity. And I've seen the stagnation and I've seen the group think, and it's infuriating because it's so avoidable. And seeing both sides of that in my career, it just made sense. And, you know, I'm an engineer personality. When something makes sense, when a solution is so clear in front of you, you almost get this obsessive need to solve it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly what happened. So that's, I can't point to any one event, but I can point to highlights in my career and the people that I've worked with. And I can point to very frustrating points in my career when you could see the effects of everyone thinking the same way.
0: Now that you've created this company and you are doing things your way, to quote Frank Sinatra, do you feel like you have solved this problem for yourself or do you find yourself running into a few little issues and have to redirect? I've had an opportunity to speak with you many times and I'm one thing that I'm most impressed with is your ability to slow a conversation down and have it become directed to cover the exact areas that you need to cover. And not get caught up and bogged down in the things that we, you know, personalities, you know, when personalities come together, there can definitely be clashes. And I, I find conversations with you are so intriguing because you're able to do that. Has that been a direct result of your work, your experience? How have you come to this place where you as a, a female CEO, which is unusual in the tech world?
1: Well, I have lived my career, my life under one very important rule and it served me well. And it was a rule that I've learned through time. Always respect other people and what they bring to the table. Always respect individuals for what they are. Not everyone is going to have the same personality and personalities will clash. Used effectively, not only is that not a bad thing, that's extremely powerful. It's part of the diversity that So many organizations are understanding it's critical for company success because it's those different points of view, those different values, those different drivers that allow people to see angles that an individual can't. So a team that is diverse, a team that thinks differently, that has different personalities that are going to drive to different conclusions is going to give a much wider spectrum of possibilities. So as the CEO, as the manager of this incredible team that I've worked with now as well as ones in the in the past, it's a matter of how do you harness that difference, that diversity, and and put it into a direction where you get something so incredible out the other side. It is not always easy, but it is always (laughs) valuable.
0: (laughs) All right. So as we think about you, Melissa, as a female founder, a female CEO, a technologist, somebody who's been in engineering forever and i hate to have to put in front of it female right it's one of those things that it's a kind of a justification point or a clarification and and we do it you and i've spoken about this often that we have there are naturally born biases in people um maybe not born but that have been nurtured throughout our life and maybe it, most people can't imagine a woman as a ceo of a technology company now when i first started working in technology 11 plus years ago Folks would ask me, how do you do it? Aren't you, is it hard for you to be surrounded by men all day? Do they accept your ideas? Is it, what is, you know, what are the differences that you face? Having been somebody that worked forever in healthcare in, and and um, dentistry, that's where it naturally women navigated to in their careers, in their lives. And they were also not typically the CEO. Of those organizations, right? You didn't normally as growing up, I, I now I go to a female dentist, but growing up, I didn't go to a female dentist. So we're finding this thing happening in society where more and more women are navigating toward roles in work, in life that were before thought of as only men could do. And when I joined the world of technology, I never woke up in the morning and, you know, put my hat on and said, I'm going to go fight the fight as a woman in technology. Did you feel that you had to work harder as a, a woman in technology or is it just something that naturally came to you?
1: Well, it's difficult to answer a question like that for the same reason that you just pointed out. I've only ever experienced my career as a woman. So I've only ever experienced right. being t- in technology, being a CEO, starting a company as a woman. I will tell you, the job is hard. Is it harder for me than anyone else? I don't know. I don't think so. I think everyone comes with their own challenges. Everyone has to think biases. And what they do to overcome those biases or handle them is a personal challenge and a journey for everyone. As a CEO, there are certainly a lot of things that are challenging about being a founder, but it's also exhilarating. And what we're doing here is so important. And solving this problem of bias in hiring, which will ultimately start solving the problems Of bias within companies because you're going to see that diversity. You're going to see more people coming in for the right reasons, not because they think like everybody else or they look like everybody else. The problem will start easing. So yes, I am a woman in technology. I'm a woman founder. I'm a woman CEO. And I don't think that is a good, bad, or otherwise. It just is. But what we are doing here in helping women, men, anybody in any way, that is critical and it's what drives me every
0: day. I love that. I love that about you. I, um, I'm i inspired by that. You know, I, I never thought, oh, woe is me. My lot is harder than the guy sitting next to me because I have to fight the woman fight every day. And while it's important to recognize that it has been a fight, that there have been challenges for women for forever to battle and, and make it in the work world, let alone life, right? It's it's hard enough just to be a human being. One thing you said inspired me to think a little bit more about something that I learned in the past. And I don't know if you've ever heard or know of Bonnie Consolo. Does that name ring a bell, or do you have you ever learned of her? She no. is a woman that was born without arms, so she never had arms, no hands, and fought through life with. Well, I, I guess see now I'm, I'm, I'm creating a bias right now against her fought through <laughs> life. I remember watching this film when I was in elementary school about her and she became a motivational speaker and she did everything with her feet. She would wash dishes. She would peel potatoes. She would fix her hair. She would put, I remember pu- watching her put mascara on with her toes and, and initially thinking, wow, that must be so hard. Right. And then I thought, but she doesn't know any different. She didn't know what it was like to ever have arms, to ever have hands or fingers that she could use. And, and it would be easier for her to do this. But was it easier? Would it have been easier? Because she didn't know any different. So we are each given a, our bodies, our genders, our preferences, our, our belief systems that are in place that we live and are comfortable with. And it's more the other guy that is uncomfortable with. <laughs> with with what we have, right? And so maybe it's just part of having this movement forward against bias is just really understanding that we are who we are. Personally, we are comfortable in who we are, and it's just helping other people become comfortable with who we are. It's not an easy thing to do, and it's a big topic right now, in particular for human resource departments and CEOs that have stated that having a diverse team is the number one most important thing for them moving forward in 2018. Um, We know all the studies that are out there. You can read the cover of every Forbes magazine, Fortune magazine, Idea, Inc., Fast Company. This is a hot topic for CEOs today. If you could sit down with any CEO in the world and share with them what you've learned as the CEO of a company that's Purpose is to eliminate bias in the hiring process. What would you say to that CEO? What could he do first? She, see, look at that bias that I just said. What could he or she do that would make a difference for their organization and the diversity within it?
1: Well, first of all, bias is not just, or removing bias is not just something that we do to feel good or because it's fair to everyone. When it comes to a CEO, their first priority is to their company and making sure that their company is profitable and continues into the future. Why? Because they have all of their employees to worry about, and they need to keep those jobs going. They have their stakeholders. They need to raise that next round of funding or whatever it is for that company. What is important to understand is this is part of that mission. This directly goes to their goal, because bringing in the right people who are able to think through the problems the way they need them to stand up with solutions, execute on tasks is all part of keeping that company healthy. Biases get in the way of hiring those people. And what we end up doing is taking shortcuts as hiring managers, as subject matter experts, as anyone who's evaluating candidates, we make assumptions and take shortcuts to get to the conclusion. And that risks bringing on those people who are going to make the company great. So as a CEO, it's all about understanding or it's all about embracing the fact that this is not just a feel-good, goodwill type of, of initiative. This is critical to greatness. And as that alignment forms, then it can become very actionable. Now, how do you hire to get the right people? How do you bring those individuals into your company that will promote greatness? And that's where then this concept, like what we've done at Career.Place, of remove the triggers of the biases so that you're enabling your staff, even under pressure, to hire people for the right reason, to quantifiably understand what they can bring into the company, to measure that success. And then that way, everyone is oriented much more in the right direction. You reduce the challenges and you reduce the risk of bringing on people that are going to bring the company down. Those okay or bad hires, and you reduce the risk of having compliance challenges because you're evaluating everyone fairly and consistently.
0: Wow, Melissa, I am so excited to talk further with you about this topic in f- upcoming episodes, we're going to talk about unconscious bias we're we're going to talk about how you are promoting the company. what are your f- current efforts and what do you think you need to do to get it in front of the right the right people so that Greatness is an opportunity, and not. I, I just love what you said about greatness is is critical, and how it is an opportunity. This is such a wonderful opportunity. I'm I'm just, I'm almost speechless after listening to you. Do you speak? I feel like I was in a a stadium listening to the, the greatest orator of all time share thoughts about about bias and the how removing it. Can impact the greatness of an organization. So I'm really excited about um, learning more. We're gonna we're gonna hit the elephant in the valley. If you're listening, I hope you will take a an opportunity to read up about the story from Silicon Valley about what female leadership has had to overcome and the Me Too movement, the Rise Up movement, all of these things that are, are going to have an impact on the future of hiring and how Career Place can make a difference. Melissa, it's been so great to speak with you today. Thanks again for joining me. We will be coming back with two more episodes on this series where we talk about removing bias from the hiring process. Thanks, Melissa. I appreciate you joining me today.
1: Thank you.